and welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of when you wash your spoons in the sink and then you leave them to dry, but you leave them curved side up so that it just accumulates a little bit of scummy water in it. A little pool. pool. That's what we are as a podcast. Yeah. That's that's when I think I have my own issues with washing spoons in that the water pressure is quite quite intense oh goodness and it's like this, i tend like, to get a bit of a splashback it's a bit it's like a bit of a sink war zone it's like the scene out of impossible when the wave breaks the the resort in uh, in thailand just when you kind of turn the spoon around and you just see that wall of water coming towards you absolutely ewan mcgregor's terrified <laughs> he doesn't come near the flight anymore does he no he's invited him often I have. he still hasn't come has I he have. He only he lives along the road he's in st he john's wood half the time i mean yeah. la the other half but you know still Quite appropriate as well, because we are obviously what we're chatting about this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. That was very there quick. We, that was we very had, well. We haven't had nearly enough chit-chat to justify moving straight into the movie, though, so... Okay, know. so we just talk about shit for another two minutes just to fill the well, quota? Well, I think Is so. That it? I have some shit to bring. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right, I on, then. know. Right. So I was checking the emails this week. Okay. And some somebody has written in. Okay. In res- in response to something that was said in the last episode. Oh shit! And it was, I think it was, it was a criticism by you oh, of okay. the of of the movie Pitch Perfect. Oh sure, where, okay. Where you gotta they, love your critics, Alex. You yeah, gotta they, love them. Yeah, they, they, where I they personally love this person. Where they spontaneously burst out into song on a bus. And you were like, who does that? Nobody nobody does that. You're doing that. And th- this person is clearly listened to our show and they happen yeah. to be from our hometown. They happen they happen to be from our hometown. And okay. they happen to have gone with gone to school with us. And they wrote in and they said, I find it quite funny that Callum complained about people singing on the bus and how nobody ever does that when he's the only one that I know that ever did that ever on every single bus I ever I sat to, with him on. I used to love singing <laughs> on buses, actually. I used to love... Do you remember when you were younger and that was the thing you did? But not when you're bloody 30. Not when and you're 30 and you're like, guys, we've got a long journey ahead of us. No, it's when you're it's when you're on the bus on a Saturday morning, you've got to go to the rugby. You're, you know what I mean? It's, it's Stop the Bus, I Need a Wee Wee is one of the only appropriate songs that you can sing on a bus. No, but I remember this because this jogged my memory because it didn't it didn't hit me at the time when we were chatting about it. But you, you right. used to get the guitar out and everything. Yeah, that was it. I put my you hands the guitar out. The favorite song. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I judged Absolutely. Them a lot for it. So I, 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 I want to thank the general audiences for calling us out on our hypocritical bullshit when yeah. we when we drop it on the podcast. That was a wee test. And there will be more. There will be more. Yeah, there will it's, be it's, more. It, we are essentially a hypocritical podcast. That's the point. We are. But we are more so than a hypocritical podcast, Alex, because we are, in fact, a music uh, and movies podcast. What and a segue. Week, we will uh, discuss some of our most favorite movies with some of our most complicated and confusing soundtracks. And I think, dare I say, a little cookie cutter-esque soundtracks. Yes. Um, but I'm going to start doing a little bit diff- different here, actually. Here's a little thing, because I want to I want to say up top, we've got quite a packed show this week. We've got loads of things we're discussing. We're obviously discussing a movie of some sort, and I don't know what the movie is. But then we're going to go into other news. We've got we've got news on uh, games consoles, and you've obviously bought a, well, it's more of a mini fridge, I guess. Um, yeah. We've got movie announcements, cast announcements for upcoming MCU movies that I want to discuss. There was a very, very small trailer, teaser, that I sent to you about the Lord of the Rings series 
which I'm sure we want to talk about. Absolutely. So yeah, packed show this week. That's what looking you're looking forward store. to it. And that's what I want to do. I'm going to do. Look at this. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm an upcoming today. Stay tuned for. See. See. Yeah, See, you're being that, very physically that... animated, but I'm not sure your internet can handle it. You're stuttering around a lot. I'm like that guy at Monty Python of where where for you will go <laughs> with my arms around. I love it. Yeah, if anyone uh, gets that very niche joke. <laughs> but as I said, oh, and I've got one more thing to bring to moving forward. Obviously, there is another TV series that's just dropped on Netflix, which I can't wait to talk about a little bit more with you. Okay. But that one's maybe a little bit of a surprise. Okay. I don't think I've told you about it. But anyway, right. as I was saying earlier, we are Music Movies Podcast. And this week, we are talking about a movie that I had never seen before. And I don't know, I don't care what you're saying. I I definitely, definitely hadn't seen this movie up until this week. I hadn't seen it. I don't know what to somewhere. think. I don't know. This is this is this is a this is a through line from a joke from last week where where Callum said that he'd already seen it to annoy me because I was waiting to watch it. But it wasn't but we're not entirely sure whether or not he has actually seen it or not. I can Alex. be fairly sure. I can be fairly sure he's seen it now. As we were talking on it on the podcast, but as far as when the first time watching was, it's anyone's guess. No, to be honest, actually, this could be the first episode where I haven't watched the film and I'm just going to blag it, completely blag it, as if I've seen it <laughs> and riff off you. You know, I did oh that for Shrek days. 2 when I just riffed off the actual songs. This is in yeah, fact the Yeah, but Shrek, level Shrek 2 we've seen a zillion times. No, we haven't, mate. I guess that whole soundtrack <laughs> out of the hundreds of millions of songs that could have been there. <laughs> absolutely just nailed it and in order <laughs> but alex look at me now look at me in the eye yeah. obviously the listeners can't see my eyes but look at my okay. eyes okay, okay. i yeah. definitely haven't seen this movie up until this week right okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's anyone's guess ladies and gentlemen it's anyone's guess so should we get into the movie alex i think so so birds of prey or the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Is that it? Did I say yeah, it right? Harleen Quinzel. We're only no, going to say it, that once. In the title, it's Harley Quinn. Yeah, I know, but I was just adding to the fact that it is a ridiculously stupid long title that really annoyed me. It, yeah, it is really, it is really annoying. And, what's and, even and more annoying... They've reckoned not, it, haven't they? What, no, what's even more annoying is that it's not even a Birds of Prey movie. No, no. They, this is... They don't, it, if you're a fan of the Birds of Prey, you're going to be ripped off by this performance. I'll tell oh, you yes. that for free. Um, oh, yes. Now, I mean, I, I'm not one to be too knowledgeable about, you know, the back catalogue of, like, DC comic stories and all that. Mm. It's not really something that we kind of grew up with. So I'm I'm not... That's not I'm what not, you were texting me last night, though. You you were texting not. me last night at, at, like, two in the morning. I'm the most knowledgeable person of DC ever, and I know everything about it Well, constantly. I'm deciding to be humble. I'm deciding to be humble and talk myself down. You, go, oh. you call me a, a, a singer on the bus hypocrite. What is this? No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. But, so I don't have a huge sentimental attachment to some of these characters, like maybe a lot well then definitely a lot of other people do and i also don't really know who the birds of prey are i think they're obviously uh dc team 
Oh, good. Did you get that from the movie? I got Did that. You... <laughs> Obviously, I... No, but the point is I didn't get that from the movie. That's the only thing yeah, I, I could have deduced yeah. going into the movie, and to it's the f- only thing that didn't happen. <laughs> well, they said it near the end. They looked at the camera. They broke the fourth wall, and they were like, we could be a team. And they yeah, looked at the camera. In the outro, and yeah, in the outro they didn't say birds of prey until yeah. the bloody epilogue. We could be the birds of prey. Harry looked at the camera and they're like, Ooh. Harry Potter's kids were going off onto the train. That's how late in this movie they dropped. <laughs> they they dropped birds of prey. <laughs> what does that oh. mean? <laughs> no, I mean no. My... In the in the Harry what Potter movies, the epilogue yeah. when they put their kids onto the train. So I'm just saying that that's how late in the movie it was. In fact, don't tell me because it's funnier that I've no. I'm sure someone, everyone's like, obviously, Kami means this. Uh, yeah, that's that that's means? obvious. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, in terms of box office and stuff, this was a weird one, wasn't it? And I think in terms of r- critical reaction and stuff, I just think everyone was just totally lukewarm on this film. Oh yeah, it was like, fine. It, like it was, it was just, it was just normal. Um, I mean, I, I think. And it took to, in... do you know what? I would kind of agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it took I, in what? What was it worldwide? Uh, so the domestic was eighty four, but worldwide two hundred two hundred and one million. I, I don't really know what to say about that. I mean, I I can't imagine. I cannot imagine it was made for less than eighty million. No. So you know, it's probably a success. I think. Yeah, well, I I do think it success, and also its cinema release time was cut short because of COVID. Oh, of course. Like, it yeah. didn't have a full release. It came out pre-COVID, but I don't mm. think it... I, I think the cinemas all shut before it had a really big swing at it. Well, it was between this and Bloodshot, and, yeah, uh, this and that, Bloodshot. Was a, that was a real roll of the dice, I'll tell you. That. Yeah, I really, yeah. Was not, a... not done Bloodshot. <laughs> but, no, I thought I thought it was fine. I, I think it's the most meh look as you say, lukewarm of all the yeah. DC movies. I know we kind of said that about Shazam last time, a couple of weeks ago. We did, ago, yeah. But I, I, I prefer Shazam over this one. I, I have to say, I prefer this one. I oh. so I think they're both quite for, forget. I think that's the problem with the two of them is that they're both quite forgettable. I think that you know we 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 are in the DC. You know we are now at the end of our DC road. We are so hallelujah. Far. I know a hallelujah. lot of people will be happy about that. And <laughs> to be honest, I think actually. The, the the forgetfulness nature of these films is probably something that you could hang your hat on in terms of that's maybe a quality in which you could probably judge them by. Yeah. Because obviously we the 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 big shock is that you and I are now converted. We quite like Batman versus Superman. We both now Who are you calling like a convert? That. I've no, always but, liked Batman versus no, Superman. No, 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 you hated it before. You hated it. Again, Lies. The, the, the text that you used to send me. I'm a Lies huge fan of DC. And slander. But I never used to like the Batman versus Superman. Screenshot or it didn't happen. Well, I'll tell you that. I can show it to you and you can see it, but the listeners are just going to have to. Tr- Who's got the most trustworthy voice? That's the, that's the question. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you <laughs> come giggled, out on the right side of that. That, that, that giggle question. gave it away, didn't it? That it did. Giggle, yeah, okay. It's not you. <laughs> I think that the movies, though of dc especially these two latter two they're just a bit they're just a bit safe they're just a bit first base you know they're hit yeah. the bat and then you run to first base let's just get in the game yeah you know, hit the not, ball into the ground that's it you're not really trying anything and i yeah i, I yeah i just don't I, i'm about a bit of a loss with this one and i think what reflects it the most is when you watch this with you know the the angle that we obviously have to watch these fucking things at which is let's listen to the music in it because yeah this this is not 
a soundtrack that I would ever go back to and listen to again outside of this, but it's relatively appropriate for the film. I would say it's very appropriate for the film in yeah. that it's either 100% or almost 100% all uh, female artists. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, uh, I don't... Yeah, you know, you are right. You are right. Yeah, and I really, and I really, really appreciated that. And not only was it just, you know, blanket female artist, it was just very, had a lot of attitude. Yes. yes. And, I, and I feel like the music was probably, dare I say it, like the saving grace to really sell these characters. Because, yeah. you, know, while, you know, while they were going through, there, there's, one, there's one scene that stuck out in, in particular, and that was the escape from the police from the police station. Yeah, yeah. Where you had I think, three, you had three different songs playing. Yeah, but I think the 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 biggest one that sticks in my mind was Barracuda. Yes, yes. And that pairing with the action, which the action was great. No, the I action, thought the I, action was really good. Yeah. But also, I I kind of really felt for you actually while watching this movie because I have never seen so many mangled broken legs and Fuck me. knees I hate, honestly, in, my, in my whole life I hate, and i really I couldn't stood it i, I, I couldn't stood it i couldn't stand quite <laughs> literally i couldn't stand it because I, was... I know we've said on this podcast before this is really something like you don't get squeamish over many things but like knees and like backwards legs and things like oh. that and I swear they put one in every single fight yeah. scene. Like somebody got their legs fucked. Harley Quinn in... looked at the camera and she's like, Cal, you watching? You watching? Watch what I'm going to do to this fucker's knee. <laughs> yeah. I, Just... I think the first the first big one was obviously when she oh, jumped God. on the original driver's legs. And I can just stop imagine. doing this. Wait, I might just edit this bit out. Or can we just stop talking? Because I'm going to edit it. <laughs> Is it really affecting you that bad? But it's, it's just like was it bad? Just... Like were you okay? Like, I'll, you... I'll get. I'll indulge in this little okay. weird thing. I have two seconds. It's the idea that it's the idea that you know. It's a, it's the same level of like bro. When I ever see someone like losing an arm, because it's not like you're gonna or a finger. It's not like you're gonna be able to grow that shit back. Like if yeah. you break your kneecap, please write in and correct me if you're a doctor. But if you <laughs> yeah. if you break your kneecap in that way, in which you 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 fucking shatter it. Like, you shatter everything. I just cannot think that you will ever heal from that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just can't think, oh. And I've seen the videos of the, there's a woman, I'm going to vomit if I keep finishing this. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a video of a woman who's on a, a leg press machine at the gym and she overextends her leg. Oh, no, that's no good. Oh, and the way, and it, all right, we're done. Yeah, we're yeah, done. yeah, we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. You, get, you get the image, everyone. But Don't... bottom line, bottom line, there was a lot of them in this movie, and I was thinking about Calm the whole time. I thought, oh, poor wee lamb, he's not enjoying this at all. The I made quite a lot of notes for this film, Alex. Oh, cool. I made mean, actually, and it's always the way with these ones is that we're like, oh, we're not going to make a huge amount of notes because maybe we couldn't talk a huge amount about it. But in fact, there's a lot of points to make up this movie. Uh, and I think we should just get into it. So we obviously yeah. start with... Now, I didn't know which song it was when it first started. It's that kind of... Dun, 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 like the vamping piano. Yeah, accorded. so I was, having, I was having thoughts about this. It's either, this is a man's world, or it's either, I put a spell on you. But it's not. It's actually the song Jokes on You by Charlotte Lawrence. But I think it's a remix of Man's World. Is that your thoughts? I had a different thought. Okay, go for it. 
and I, and this is like just purely my own, my own thoughts whatsoever. I I think. By the way, on that on that note about Charlotte Lawrence, yes, Charlotte Lawrence, daughter of Bill Lawrence, creator of Scrubs. Scrubs. He's getting a lot of shout-outs this week. Yeah, isn't just he? Put, I, put in that. Ask, I, I finished watching Scrubs like last week with Ilham, and it's just magnificent. Best mm-hmm. ending to any sitcom ever, and I'll fight anyone that says otherwise. But no, my my idea of the vamping piano was that actually it was a callback from Suicide Squad. Suicide, I thought you were going to say Suicide Squad, yeah. Um, where it was, what's the name of How, the song? It was House of the Rising Sun was the intro for the no, Suicide not, Squad. No, not that. Uh, oh, it's at the tip of my tongue. Oh, it's the... Oh, oh... <laughs> It's the tip of my tongue. You don't own me. Yeah, you don't own me. You don't own me. Yeah, which is which is Harley Quinn's big, you yeah. know, thing. I in like suicide, that. And I know that squad. wasn't. In, I guess that's a different. But then vibe. my but then my first thought was, I think in this movie it is the Charlotte Lawrence song. Yes, but I th- I suspect that that song, I don't know if it was an original song because Charlotte Lawrence's. You know she's she's up and coming, but it's not it's not a huge stretch to imagine that maybe that song was written for this movie. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was because one of the other credits on that song goes to the guy that wrote some of the other music, the original soundtrack. Yeah, for yeah. this as well. So I'm assuming that that song was written for this movie that's the assumption that i'm making and i've not yeah. looked it up because we're not a factual podcast it's no. just us talking shit but i'm assuming that it was written for this movie and i'm also assuming that they put the vamping piano in to hearken back to you don't own me and it's yeah. uh, and it's something that tracks and yeah, that I, for I me right. and that for me made it a lot more interesting we then get a little bit of Joan Jett and the Blackhearts with a classic song of Hate Myself for Loving You, showing the little montage of her obviously falling out with, or breaking up with the Joker and going yeah. off and doing her own thing. Now, I had my own thoughts because obviously we talked, you talked about Barracuda, Heart, um, obviously being, I fucking love Heart. I think they're incredible. And I've got a really interesting little connection when we talked about the, the Heart piece. Okay. Um, but also, Joan Jett, another, another classic. We've got Juicy Fruit, we've got. I just I just think that some of these I think specifically some of the older eighties, seventies rock songs, I think they were a little bit too easy to throw in. I would I pref, I much prefer your Charlotte Lawrence inclusion and your yeah. juicy fruit inclusion, you know, danger when you're when you've got that amazing breakout scene in the jail cell. I prefer the more contemporary, um, you know, I guess like attitude-filled female songs as opposed yeah. to the old style ones I, i'm not a huge fan of it and i think i think it's just fatigue. with the exception of barracuda well but again though i'm like it's a little bit fatiguey because we also had a lot of this in captain marvel and captain marvel was like they they, they had the excuse to be in that i, I guess and, and, and because a, it was set in the you. 90s exactly because yeah. it was set in the 90s and i was just a bit like at the, the the songs that i i mean don't get me wrong I look at these films and I roll my eyes at some of the, you know, the track lists like Boss Bitch. My goodness, that's a song. And I've got some <laughs> fucking facts on that song when we get to it. Oh, but e- but even when you think, you know, and it's, and it's a good point. I'm happy that you brought up The Suicide Squad because The Suicide Squad obviously has set up a large amount of this movie. And there's an elements of course correct from The Suicide Squad that have leaked into this movie. But I, 
I like the Suicide Squad soundtrack a lot. And I've obviously talked about it in one of our previous episodes. And I yeah. liked it because it had some really unique, weird, interesting, unusual songs that were carefully written for a movie. And I think growing up, I always like I always liked that when a song was written specifically for a movie. Yeah. And so when you have these Oh, we'll just put a throwback in. I think it's just a bit lazy. Maybe that's me. I think if I was in charge of, and one day I'd fucking love to do this. If I was in charge of curating a soundtrack for a film, and it was this style of movie, I would be like, maybe one. You can, you can have, you can have Barracuda, or you can have Hate Yourself for Loving You, Hate Myself for Loving You. I don't know. I just felt it was a little bit too easy. We also had like Ram Jam. Oh no, it wasn't. It was Spider Bait. So that's the only non-female song that was in this one where we had Ram Jam. Then my next point was the knees. Yeah, the knees. Yeah, we've already done the knees. How do we feel in concert? Not not talking about the music, Mm -hmm. but in the sequence where she's explaining the Joker breakup. How do we feel about the Joker not making an appearance? Because I felt it was very obvious, and it goes back to a point I've been making. I've I've been making for a few movies that we've been talking about uh, most recently when we talked last week moving forward about the Johnny Depp situation yeah, that we're yeah. going to go into the next Fantastic Beasts movie knowing all the behind the scenes stuff as to why Johnny Depp's not there and I couldn't help but feel that the only reason Jared Leto didn't make a cameo appearance on this was because of Fallout yeah. from Suicide Squad yeah. and other things no you're 100 percent right i completely agree and, and it was very obvious yeah I, yeah it was it was very obvious but then i also thought mm-hmm. maybe may there is an argument to be made that it's deliberate that that the appearance of the joker having the joker even in a small way in a movie diminishes every other character that you want the audience yeah. to care about yeah yeah so i, I don't know, know where you... i land on it I think I think it's it's in the way that they I I like it because the first quarter of the movie almost third of the movie they don't shy away from it. I think if they shied away from it completely it would just be like whoa whoa we're just kind of completely going to mask over this. Whereas actually they 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 manage it in a relatively tactful way. Uh I, I I quote the scene. So when she's in this, when she's in the the nightclub, or the, when she's meeting Black Canary for the first time, and yeah. Black Canary and Harley Quinn are talking, Harley Quinn says the the Harley Quinn is is a bird, and that its job is to serve the master. Um, and she and then she also kind of says, but she hasn't told anyone that she's broken up with the Joker. Yeah. And I thought that was a really good little scene. Like I thought, as a little a little couple of minutes, that was a brilliant scene because yeah, what it, it was did, nice. Because what it did was it showed the real vulnerabilities of Harley Quinn in that if everyone in this room found out that he is not protecting me or I am not his girlfriend, I, I've had it. Like I've had it. I'm nothing without him. And so that played quite well into him not being in the movie because yeah. it added to that a little bit. So yeah. I think they managed to quite carefully, you know, go right he's not in the movie let's build a bridge let's get over it how can we how can we use this to our advantage and i think that's what they did they kind of showed the vulnerabilities of her she's in a world without him and she knows it she's only admitted to one person she's like we've broken up and if if these people find out i've had it like i'm nothing yeah um so i thought that was quite interesting and i thought it was yeah. quite a clever way to do deal with that yeah i really i really really liked that 
sequence and that shot where she blows up the chemical plant. Yeah, it was great. That explosion good, wasn't it? Yeah. was glorious. To be like, fair, that was a great explosion. There's only a couple of. There'll be a couple. I think if you look at the. I guess if you were to create a montage of the DCEU, you're probably looking at 90% of the shots from the Justice League or Batman versus Superman. <laughs> yeah. But, but there's also going to be the, you know, the nice shots of like Shazam and him turning and all this sort of stuff. The one yeah. shot that's going to make it into this montage, if you will, is going to be that shot of gonna, yeah. the truck rolling into the Ace Chemicals plant and it exploding. Because it was, it was cool. I thought it was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And it was, and it was like super, super like colorful and vibrant and very Harley Quinn. Can we talk about another scene that I thought was super colorful, vibrant, and very Harley Quinn with an amazing song? Of course. That was, of course, the police station where they broke, she breaks into the police station with the grenade launcher. Oh, yeah, bean bags, bean bags, and streamers, and paint gu- and paint pellets, and all that nonsense. It was, it was brilliant. It was Mate, lovely. I loved that scene. And I tell you what, right? And we, we, you touched on it at the start, but I think the best thing about this movie is the choreography and yeah. you know the margot robbie has done an impeccable job in uh, learning a lot of the choreography i mean she she's gone on to talk about it quite a lot actually how if she wants this film to be remembered for one thing it's the gymnastic ability and the kind of rhythmic dance fighting that she yeah. she she hones for this and actually it's it's really really amazing like we obviously talked about the fighting cell scene i think i said it was danger that was in that song, but it wasn't. That was another song. It's Danger that's used in the first sequence, which I think is a really great song. Yeah. But I just loved it. I loved all the, you know, the, as you said, the colorful streamers, they explode when they hit the police officer and stuff, and you've got the fireworks sounds in the background. I was like, this is this is what you want from a Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, absolutely. It's a little bit silly, a little bit quirky, but undeniably badass at the same time. Yeah. She's never, she's, uh, she's never weak. No. Well, see, so, but, but then I challenge that because I actually don't like the, I think she is, I think she's vulnerable. Okay. Because yeah. we talked about the, she's not got the joke around. I think that's perfect. I didn't like the elements where she was just a total hot mess. You know, the whole thing where it's like, all she wants is an egg, bacon, cheese, hot sauce and roll, which don't get me wrong. That's, I, I oh, that, that's, that's so relatable. Like yeah. I was watching that really thing relatable. being made yeah. and I was like, oh. I make I them quite murder a murder one of them right now. But but I I I don't like that whole scene around it because and she's like running through the shops and she sees that sparkly like fanny pack and she's what is it with those things? Why are they everywhere? Those no idea. Packs. I've never understood them. It's for drugs, isn't it? We're not Probably. cool enough to have drugs where you put your drugs, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what, what what would we put? <laughs> I'd probably put like some scrapbooks that I find, maybe shiny objects, yes. a button perchance. Um, yes, because what what happens if you lose one off your blazer? I just, but I just, I don't like, I don't like the whole, oh, she's kind of a hot mess. Because it's kind of, I, I felt it was a little bit pandery towards like, oh, it's acceptable to kind of act, oh God, I sound like such a fucking knobhead when I say this. But I was like, I was like, come on, you're badass. You're Harley Quinn, like, you know, yeah. and I guess she's she's absolutely allowed to be weak and vulnerable. That's totally acceptable. But I don't but know. But then I she think, becomes think, that. Yeah, she, you're she, right. She becomes that because at the start when she's when she's playing, when, at the start when she's playing hot mess, it's under the guise of she's still swanning around the city like she's got Joker's protection. Yeah. Because that hasn't hit her yet. No. She, like, obviously they've broken up at this point, but she's still swanning around like she owns the place and and so she doesn't have to not be 
yeah the hot mess and it's and the guys she has the to pull herself mess. out of it yeah like, i i don't know i just i was a bit like lukewarm to that whole thing bit too relatable i reckon that's probably the reason <laughs> yeah fair enough fair <laughs> bit, enough fair bit, enough bit too much of a bloody mirror uh, yeah talk about I, talking about um well not so much hot mess but just a little bit crazy Shall we talk a little bit about Ewan McGregor in this movie? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Because Roman, what is it? Sidonis? Is it Sidonis? So Sionis? Ro- Roman, Roman Sionis. Roman Sionis. Black, Roman black Sionis. Mask. Yeah, the black mask. I'm going to need you to give me a little bit of a character. Because I know, I know you play a lot of the Arkham games and you're really into like the Batman Rogues Gallery. I'm really going to need you to like explain black mask to me because i don't think that this movie did it very well no they didn't so i mean look there's not much to say he's he's uh he's a criminal he uh he's uh i guess quite closely assimilated to i think just think of two-face but without the two-face and a a mask instead of the two-face and it's pretty much that's him uh because he is crazy as well he's not just he's not just he's not just a bad guy he's mm, like unhinged like and he's unhinged compared to the guy that he shares most of his scenes with victor zaz i didn't like that yeah so so is supposed to be one of the craziest psycho murderers in the in the Batman Rogues Gallery, so but I think he they, wasn't I th- nearly as crazy. No, you're as right. Sionis. So they've wasted both those. I mean, the the we didn't get them black mask and the pin. By the way, the, the look of the mask was horrendous. I thought that was like it was like a shit rendering on a video game. I thought it was terrible. <laughs> the um, you know, I was expecting something really like ne- even like a chrome look or a, like a, a reflective neon yeah. sort of look. I just looked bad. Um, and we didn't really get the pinstripe, so he's he's famous for white white suit with with black pinstripes. Right. Okay. Uh, which I think I can picture it now. That's what he's famous for, and he's he's famous for obviously his revolver gun. And you make you you you're absolutely bang on, mate. You know, Victor Zass is the I mean, he is the he is the insane one. You know, Ar- Arkham Asylums, as you know, mental asylum uh, number one. I mean, he is that is there that is that is the go-to for that you know he's the guy who every time he cut kills someone with his knife he he gives himself an extra scar yeah that's, which that's they Victor did do Sass. they they did do in this movie but you didn't really no. believe that that character would do that no you, you you think he's the sort of guy that every so often maybe takes a night off and watches a bit of netflix or whatever whereas that's you no know, victor's ass is, he sleeps in a gutter he's always shirtless he's bald he wasn't bald in this no like it was just so and then black mask as you say I love you. Uh, I love you, McGregor. I think he's brilliant. He modeled Black Mask off Donald Trump, by the way. That's who he took his inspiration for. Oh, he was very public this, about saying that. The, this movie just won some points for me. He was. He was very public. <laughs> he was very public about saying that. And there is an element of that to him. Uh, and I and I do like it. You know, the whole ooh a snot bubble. Like I, it's quite fun, but also it's a bit like ugh, we've been this. We've been here before. Like childish. Childish. Yeah. And I. He's got a bit of a toddler tantrum on him. Yeah. Which brings me to a scene that I actively, actively hated. Okay. In this movie. And that was the scene where there was a girl in his club laughing. And he decided to go over and publicly humiliate her by making her dance on the table and having somebody rip off her dress. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's pretty... That was not... I mean, you could... We already knew he was a sadist. Yeah. 
I, I, the scene it lingered on it too long and no, i know you're right you're right I, this feels bad what is, you, and me and me and ellen were looking at each other going this isn't comfortable no what, I, I, what I, is I, this but what, I think, why is this here so it's one of these ones where i just think it's i mean that is i guess look, we'll talk about maybe why that came up i think the reason why it came up is because it was it's designed to invoke that reaction of the audience you're you're in a very female dominant movie and it's designed to invoke that reaction that this guy is he's a sicko and he's a freak and yeah. then if you you tie that to roman sionis as a character you asked me what is he you know give me a bit of background that that's actually the closest interpretation to what roman sionis is about like that's his mo like he's a misogynist he's a criminal he's an un, you know he's a mafia boss he's a mo he's a mobman but you know he's he's a he's a racist misogynist character right okay. and so you 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 kind of get that vibe from him yeah. in that scene and that's probably why they put it in there and it was i think it was designed to it do just it just fell out no, of place was, because yeah. i because i'm not against being challenged by things like that in movies in general like i'm not at all um in, in fact i think it's good that those things are in movies but when the movie is challenging but mm. when you're an hour and a half when you're when you're an hour and a half into a two-hour movie mm -hmm. and you know you're, you're kind of settled in the rhythm of it and you kind of know the level of things that you can expect like there's some there's some pretty violent there's some pretty violent stuff like the action is pretty violent but like the themes and the challenges and things like that are you know fairly middle middle of the road and mm. then you just get a scene like this mm. it just it just made me squirm and like not in a good way like and i'm like not in a kind of i'm, I'm really glad that they you know took the time to mm. make a point about that but in a kind of why on earth it was that in there like it just made no sense to me can I talk about a scene that was very good and was very made a lot of sense and was really interesting yeah. and something that I enjoyed. I loved the dance sequence of Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. Um, although it's only short, that that's that was I thought that was the best use of Harley Quinn as a character. You know when she's being tied to the chair and he's smacking her and he she's just like dazed and confused and she's going into the trance of Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. Can you remember yeah. this bit? Um, I do remember this bit. It's and I remember, a bit I remember having almost. a thought. I remember having a thought about this scene. Yeah. Because I couldn't help somebody must have put two and two together that it was Ewan McGregor. This is my fun fact. In Moulin Rouge. This is my fun fact. So here's the fun fact that I found. Harley suffers a concussion and dreams herself into a classic musical inter uh, musical interlude in which she plays Marilyn Monroe singing Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. And you're absolutely right, mate. The whole thing is a homage to 1953's Gentlemen's Prefer Blondes. In an amusingly meta touch, this isn't the first time Hugh McGregor has appeared in an adaption of that number. Uh, it, is a, uh, it was also featured in Moulin Rouge with McGregor's character falling in love with Nicole Kidman's Satine during the song. Nicole Kidman was in Batman Forever and she also played a psychiatrist. Yeah, honestly, like it, that was not that was not lost on me. That was no. fairly in my face. I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, Ewan McGregor's doing a doing a old-timey dream sequence thing in a, a in a song that was actually in Moulin Rouge." And by the way, um harley's dressed up like nicole kidman in this as well loved it like yeah i was like i, I didn't i thought it was a bit of fun 
I didn't really get why it was there. No, I, th- I think, but that's the thing. I like things like that. That's, you're, that's no, Harley I liked Quinn it as well. That's Where Harley I Quinn land on that is, I think it was good, but it was just, it was just quite funny. I was like, bloody hell! And then, and then it got me thinking that I want to watch Moulin Rouge again, and I <laughs> yeah. want to, and I think I want to do it on the podcast at some uh, point. We'll, we'll definitely do That'd that. That'd be a good one. My favorite song in the whole film actually is "Experiment on Me." So that is the sequence where the the fight fighting in the jail cell. So that's your kind of it's by Halsey, and it's a great metal electric rock song and it's fantastic for the water fight or the water fight sequence um, and then it moves into back into danger which obviously was the song we sort of talked about before juicy fruit which was the the police station one and then when she smells the cocaine goes into the only male song in the whole soundtrack which is spider bait's cover of black betty yeah now a little fact that i picked up on this one was black betty this was used in the end credits to a film called without a paddle do you remember without a paddle you ever remember this one this is a real stretch because in that there's also a fight sequence where they're all that was, high on it wasn't a seth green movie was it? that was a seth green oh movie yeah days. that movie was that is that the movie that they always make fun of in family guy i think so a, yeah a, yeah a, yeah as a kind of uh fourth wall breaking yeah. joke like just to take the piss out of chris but the reason but the reason that that song i thought was quite funny was because in that movie and without a paddle it has that song, and also there's a fight sequence where they're all high on drugs as well, without them knowing that they're high on drugs, or right. it's like a mistake. And so I was yeah. like, oh, quite a little clever little. That's the I only thing that quite, I, I did quite like that she just like aggressively inhaled a cloud of coke. Yeah, uh, and basically got this jacked up kind of super heroin mode. Yeah, yeah. on cocaine. Yeah. I thought that I thought that was actually very very funny, and again very very Harley like a little bit crazy but it yielded like some really badass results now my other little connection to heart in barracuda as we were talking about before was obviously we said it's they they use it for 20 seconds or whatever um i think it's a good song but i prefer crazy on you which is my favorite heart song but crazy on you was used in fargo season three which had the wonderful mary elizabeth winstead yeah. But it was also used in Captain Marvel. So it's all these, like, there's just so many things. Like, it was crazy on you. Uh, sorry, Heart was used uh, in the sequence where she's driving on the go-karts at the start of Captain yeah. Marvel. You know, the little montage? Yeah. Um, but I just thought, and, and, and also Barracuda, as we talked about before, was also used in I, Tonya, which was a Margot Robbie film. And so it just got me thinking, like, a lot of these things are just well, it worked in this one, so we do it again. We d- worked in this one, sure, so we do it again. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the, I, that's the thing with the, that's the reason why I have so many notes about the soundtrack is because every single song that's used, and maybe there's a couple of exceptions. The exceptions are the the new songs written for the film, you know. So the experiment on me and danger. Outside of those, all of the classic songs that I'm talking before. They're like, well, that was used in this film, and that was used in this film, and that character, or the actor, was in that film, and that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I you, just... you can you can always see where each track has come from. Yeah. 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 And that's maybe why I didn't like. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, mate. I I just think it just ruined it for me having all those. I in think there. I think the functions of each of these songs worked for the scenes, and it really elevated the movies at the certain points. Mm. But yes, you just dig a little bit deeper, and you maybe kind of see more coldly why they were chosen and where they were taken from yeah and but remember there are nearly always better uses of it that's that's the point i'm trying to make you you've hit the nail on the head it's that these songs have been used better 
that's a weird sentence, but I'm going to keep it yeah. in better movies. Yeah. They, they, do you know what I mean? That's you've hit the nail on the head, and I think. But again, it's only me and you that are really going to pick up on this shit, like, and it's going to annoy us. I'm sure other people will pick up on it, but it's just going to be like, cool, that's a cool thing. Whereas yeah, yeah, I absolutely, no sort doubt. Of lose sleep over this sort of shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, no doubt. I did want to talk about one one track that I actively did not like, Is it? and it was the cover of "Hit Me with Your Best Shot." Yeah, it's yeah with Adona, and I've decided that this shouldn't have been in the movie this no. this should have been a trailer song well it's but we talked about barracuda uh heart and we talked about john john jet like you may as well just include pat bender you may as well include it the original pat not the, bender yeah is that not the that she sings it originally pat benatar pat bender <laughs> pat benatar pat bender oh my days <laughs> i'm dyslexic uh no but do you know what I, do you know what i mean you know when you know some of these movies come out pat bender, pat bender honestly right, keep going. that that that's the most dyslexic thing you've ever said in your life come on right so you know when these movies come out and they always or not always but it's a very last five to seven years kind of trend where you get popular movies that are reduced down to really slow creepy acoustic versions yes and the and the trailers are always montages yes i can't remember the trailers for this movie i remember the trailer for this movie was that song song. was that song in the trailer was that because it sounds like a trailer song it sounds like a trailer cover it sounds like a trailer cover yeah that's a good point you make i think you're right so the 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 other the trailer cover that was used in suicide squad so you're bang on because it's suicide squad it was uh bohemian rhapsody yes was covered by panic at the disco by the way I think it's a really good cover of that song, actually. Yeah. We talked about that before. And also, the slow acoustic version of the previous Suicide trailer song was I Started a Joke, which was originally by the Bee Gees. Yeah. So I think, and I can't be arsed researching it, but I'm going to say you are absolutely right in that this was a cover, but they used the original in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. By Pat Bender. <laughs> by Pat Bender, yeah. No, it just, it just feels like this cover should have been in the, in the trailer and it didn't really work in the movie and also i didn't like it maybe because no, maybe no, maybe, like maybe, maybe maybe because i liked the original version because uh used to play it on guitar hero two or three 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 was it three, three. yeah was it three was on was barracuda and guitar hero three yeah, as well? they, yeah barracuda uh, was there, there we too. go <laughs> exactly now before i get on to our famous segment trivia trivia more trivia for for trivia fun trivia is the is the you love it you love it yeah uh i just wanted to talk about one more piece of 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 fact and i've totally forgotten that piece of fact i've just remembered it as i was saying that sentence but here's the piece of fact (laughs) when you talked about (laughs) trivia 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 have you heard the song bitch boss or boss bitch by doja i have not right we're gonna listen you're gonna listen to this now Okay, as okay. we're playing this, I'm going to have to edit this bit out because for legal reasons, we can't play Doja's best boss bitch or whatever. But, <laughs> but I'm sure Doja we can. Cat. Right, right okay. it's the first song, Doja Cat, yeah. Oy. 
So we we just listened to Bitch Boss by Doja Cat. I mean that, but that Dude. was the that was the song that was used nonsensical nonsense. Yeah, you're t- that was the song that was used for the trailer. That was the trailer song right, for this okay. film. Right. But I, my fun fact for this one was that I used to go to a spin class in my old before my office moved um, before COVID, and that we used to every week or every I think it was we used to I can't remember it was once or twice a week, but we used to, I'd go to the spin class and they played that song and it was oh my god it was it was horrendous and i quite like you know just whatever just keep a beat going keep a beat yeah you do just need the beat but that was like bleeding of the ears that song it was just like i'm a bitch i'm a boss i'm a bitch and i'm like i feel weird cycling to this thing and getting into this like i feel weird like this is really not me it was just so not me and i just didn't like oh Anyway, that that was my trailer song fact. Anyway, are you ready for trivia, trivia? Here comes a trivia, trivia. I'm always ready for the thing that you said. Okay, so we've got some two music trivias and then two non-music trivias. So the real singing by Journey Smollett, which was the Black Canary. She was fantastic. She was really fantastic. Uh, She actually does all of her own singing in the film. Uh, In the new 52 era of DC Comics was actually reinvented Black Canary to be a singer in a punk rock band. And we see echoes of that idea where she is a lounge singer in Roman's Club. So there's a nice little bit of trivia, yeah. trivia for your for your ears. Uh, another bit of trivia: Lady Gaga was offered a lead role in this film, but she turned down the offer. Yeah, so there we go. Who do we uh, think she would have been? A ooh, lead role? Pro- I think there would have been ooh, uh, maybe Huntress. I would have said maybe Huntress. Mary, yeah. Yeah, but I think I think yeah I think it was it would have been her. Uh, it's been rumored that Birds of Prey. It's now just been retitled Birds of Crate, will be the second movie of a Harley Quinn trilogy. The first being Suicide Squad 2016, and the third is set to be Gotham City Sirens. All right. So Wait. not James Gunn's Suicide Squad? Because well, she's in that. Is it? She is in that. I do not know what's happening, mate. I cannot give you any more information on that because I, I just don't understand. But here is the really interesting talking point, and I guess we can use this one as the, the jumping off of Harley Quinn is penguin and black mask so basically the penguin was originally intended to be the main antagonist of the movie but it was scrapped due to his appearance in the batman 2022 portrayed by Colin farrell right now i think that's a really interesting fact because firstly i think that's the wrong decision i think penguin would have been better in this movie because he's another bird because it's more birds of prey oh yeah yeah and Black Mask, done properly, as I said, is a brilliant character. Yeah. But I just don't think he was done that well in this movie. No. And I think those two should have swapped. I think, and you know, give, give, maybe don't give Colin McGregor, Colin Farrell. I mean, it's a weird choice for Penguin. You know, Colin had, Farrell? Yeah. We've had Danny DeVito, obviously, masterfully. Yeah. <laughs> masterfully Absolutely masterfully. Encapsulate that. But... What's your thoughts on that? What's your thoughts on the whole? I think I think that's an interesting point. I think um, I think what you said about Colin Farrell not necessarily being the well, he's he's definitely a weird choice for Penguin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we can read into that in that we won't be seeing a traditional Penguin type in no. the Batman twenty twenty two. 
But I just think that that's maybe a little bit too much of a stretch of the imagination. I would have preferred Riddler Black Mask. I think I think that would have been a really good. But I think a lot of different takes. You know what 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 springs to mind is the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, because all the villains depicted in there were nowhere near their comic book counterparts. With I think the possible exception of the Joker. Joker I think the yeah. Joker was actually fairly yeah. close to the comic book counterpart and that in that world sold it even more but bane yeah in the comics yeah is like yeah, this yeah, kind yeah. of like mexican natural libre wrestler yeah, isn't he yeah yeah that's just jacked Filled up on, with f- jacked up on steroids where it's titan flu it's t- titan is, is exactly what jacked up on yeah exactly but you know tom hardy uh did something completely different with it yeah where he yeah, was a right. where he was a mercenary and you know just everything else that they did in that in that movie and also yeah. you know Razal yeah, right. Razal Ghul Raz and Ghul. you know Jonathan Scare- Crane is the Scarecrow, Scarecrow. you know the, I thought Catwoman re- was quite good Catwoman was good good interpretation yeah absolutely absolutely I, but the, I, the point is there are these alternative takes yeah and you're I right, think you're right. And I think the jury will be out on Colin Farrell as the Penguin until we actually see the bloody thing yeah but. Anyway, we're not talking about that. We are finishing with thumbs and thumbaging for Birds of Prey. And, mate, I know last week I surprised you with the two thumbs up because I thought the function of the music was fine for Pitch Perfect. But I'm not going to give this any thumbs up. I just think that the music that was used was good, but it was cut short. And I also think that... The, mo- the songs that were chosen were too cookie cutter-esque and it was too obvious all the connections you could see behind the curtain like yeah. I personally I could see all the thinking why they put songs in certain orders yeah and I was just like oh so yeah I that's don't know. fair I'm actually going to give it one thumb okay uh, for the reasons that you gave last week and that functionally I think the music elevates the movie mm. I just don't think it elevates it to a two thumbs yeah, that's I think I think one thumb. I think um, you know there was some craft going in there with the music, and also um, just on a broader kind of point about the movie as a whole. I know we said that it was a bit middle of the road, a bit bland, and all that, but I think there were there were elements of it, like structurally, that were ambitious. Yeah. The fact that it was it was done in a sort of diary narrative style mm. from Harley because I was I was I was watching it feeling bland, right? Feeling that this was cutie cutter esque. But then I actually start and then I was like, right, well let's compare this to other other movies. If this is cookie cutter, let's compare it to all the other cookies. And I came to the conclusion that it wasn't actually that similar. Mm. at all yeah i, I get yeah I can see it wasn't it, it wasn't that similar at all i think it was a bit all over the place like the first the first half of the movie was definitely all over the place like it was jumping around different time frames and you know i think she had to say like something like five or six times it's like oh well to understand that you well let me take you back yeah and stuff yeah, like that yeah and they did that like two or three too many times yeah i agree and but I think because structurally it kind of went for a Deadpool type thing. 
Yes, it did. Yes, it, it kind of went. So d- that's Dead, what I'm saying. Deadpool it's like it was did the this, thing it that did it this was. To this and... Yeah, it kind of it kind of did Deadpool, and I feel like they were allowed to do a Deadpool once, but they've done it, and they can't ever do it again. There was a lot of bloody swearing. It was very R-rated, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, very... that's the last point we'll say on it. I guess the pretty. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I liked it when uh, Ewan McGregor got blown up by a grenade. Oh, that was quite good, actually. Yeah, that was quite good, yeah. Moving forward? Yeah, let's. So, it's not like we didn't do that like four times. <laughs> I'll keep this editing. Make it a fit? Make it a fit, that's fine. You bought a brand new shiny shoebox this week. I did. Or a, a small mini fridge. A small mini fridge. Go it's on, a, mate. It's a fantastic Give mini us... fridge. I bought myself a Xbox Series X, mainly because we're in lockdown and there's nothing to spend our money on. Mm-hmm. No, that's not the reason. Uh, it's because it's I wanted one. Yeah, that's, really? that's fair. That's fair. It's because I wanted one. And I have to say, it's brilliant. Mm. It really is fantastic. It's deathly quiet. It's nowhere near as big as you think it is. Okay. Like, it's not as bulky <laughs> as you think yeah. it is. Like, you, you know, you say, oh, it looks like a shoebox. It looks like yeah, a mini. It's no, it's no PlayStation 5. It looks like a Please mini. Sta- PlayStation but, it, 5. but it's not, yeah, it's not a PlayStation 5. The PlayStation 5 is like gargantuan. Yeah. As if we both went with gargantuan. No, we know gargantuan is the word that what we use. Yeah. That was what was in the script. But we both went, but we both went. Uh, that was just quite fun. No, and I think it looks better. By the by, the TV on the entertainment setup than a PS Five. Well, that's will. good as, as long no, as it looks a, it, better no. near the TV. <laughs> Look, you're listen, right. The, listen, you're right. That, hardware hardware aesthetics play into it. Yes, it, you are. It does. Right. It really, it really does. I mean, obviously, that's secondary to you know games and whatnot. And yes, there is a small part of me that wishes I I really want to play Spider Man and Spider Man yeah, Miles, Miles Morales. I, I do yeah. I do want to play agree, those games. Agree. I do want to play those games. However, the big system seller for me on this the Xbox Series X is actually Quick Resume, and it's such a small little feature, but it it changes the whole experience. I don't know how I've how i've lived without it up until now and i've only been on it for less than a week what's quick resume alex so quick resume is basically it takes your last five or six games Mm -hmm. and it holds your position in in it so that you can switch between games Mm. and you never have to go through menus or boot up screens Ah. or anything like that ever again and for massive massive games the one i'm playing at the moment is uh, the new assassin's creed assassin's creed valhalla mm-hmm. which that is a game because i i've played all the assassin's creed games and especially for the most recent ones origins and odyssey which is when they really took it into the huge open world rpg sure, territory sure. the loading screens were obnoxiously long yeah 
yeah. even on you know xbox one x you know that was you know it's really still like quite new hardware but you'd be sitting there for minutes you had enough time to go make a cup of tea wow when doing these things and obviously time is not a huge premium at the moment because of lockdowns like we all have we all have time to do yeah. more leisure we've all got time for uh for loading screens yeah we've, we've all we, yeah but but the the psychology of not being in lockdown when you do say oh i've only got like an hour to do some gaming you're much more likely to make the decision to play another game sure as a and that for me is a very very big thing because you're playing more games but not necessarily for a longer period of time so mm. it's much more entertaining in that way because you the variety is much more accessible excellent which you have... that 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 really is what I was. Any comments on the quality, the screen quality, the sharpness, the image? Have you have you noticed any any difference? It's definitely better. Yeah, it, it is. It is definitely better. Uh, I don't have a and and also it has room to get even better because it supports four K resolutions and at one hundred and twenty frames frames per second um refresh rate okay which is so 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 fast and not many tvs out there have 120 right uh, so mine's a uh, you know a 4k tv and it was, it was only it was only recently that 4k tvs became you know viable viable really <laughs> but it's a 60 fps it's a 60 yeah. fps one so i don't so even though i've got a relatively good and relatively high-end tv or rather a budget high-end tv it's not right it's not right at the top the point is this console has the capability when when tvs get upgraded to the point where it does become viable it's it's future proofed is yeah, my point that's a good point yeah it's future proofed and so i don't mind the fact that i can't see the 120 fps at the moment but because one day you'll does, see it one no but one day i will see <laughs> yeah, it and it'll exactly. be soon and it'll be sooner rather than later yeah, and, yeah you're right mate and the 4k the native 4k at 60 is definitely an upgrade on the One X as well. So, you know, Fantastic. it's good. Fantastic. Well, that brings me nicely into something that I'm sure you'll be watching on your new TV. And I don't want to get too long to this, but obviously I sent you a little production teaser trailer for something that's coming to Amazon Prime pretty soon. Now, we're going to be starting with Amazon Prime and then we're going to go back to Amazon Prime. And that, of course, is the Lord of the Rings series. Yeah. Now, now this was, teaser came out a few months ago, mate. It was, oh, I, I only just came across this and we haven't had a chance to chat about this. Yeah. But it's a lot of powerhouses obviously it's the the trailer is basically just showing through who is going to be working on the production team who's going to be there which is Have a you first got... for trailers you don't really yeah. get that do you no you don't i think it's an element of i think they were kind of saying you know look how good this is going to be look oh, how yeah, good yeah. this is going they to want, be they want the fan base to trust them yeah. with the ip and you do understand why they want that because that's the exactly Lord, right be because the Lord of the Rings trilogy is perfection encapsulated in a box set. Yeah, yeah. And then the next entry, The Hobbits, are definitely not. Perfection so... encapsulated in a box set. Exactly. Oh, no, they're perfection too. Oh, right, it's The okay. Hobbits. Well, they're no perfect. doubt we'll talk about them at some point on the podcast, <laughs> so we'll leave that chat until then. But my point is, the fan, the fans of Middle-earth have seen how good it can be. Can be, yes. And yes. it is also seen how bad it can be if you disrespect yeah. it and so they 
the this has to be good. There's yeah. no other way. There's no. When's it other coming thing. out? Do you know any updates or anything? Because I know you were you were following it quite a lot. I guess we're just keeping this tracked in the background. Whilst you're looking that one up, I'm going to talk about something a little bit different, which has just dropped onto Netflix. And this was my little surprise thing that I want everybody to go and watch because it's absolutely hilarious. You included me. Is a very very famous comedy trio from Melbourne, Australia, have just had the green light to drop their Netflix series one comedy show, Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. My goodness, this is such a hilarious TV show. It looks weird. Uh, have you have you seen it? Have you have you watched it, Auntie Donna? Only that clip that you sent me. What was the clip about? <laughs> Everything's a drum. <laughs> I just I just love it. So basically, it's taking three, three, uh, and, and I, I said, listen to their podcast, and I've watched their YouTube videos for the past sort of like four or five years, and I, they are so, so funny, and they've basically taken a lot of their greatest YouTube videos or ideas and some new stuff, and they've created this TV series around these three guys that just live in this random house and just go on a random adventures, and it's a really funny little loosely based narrative. You've got inclusions of Egg Helms, the comedy actor characters, little little joke for you there it's egg helms not ed helms mm-hmm. uh, and weird al yankovic appears in one of the series which is very Brilliant. funny and very jo- always but, a fan but the if you if you are yet to be convinced series one episode one starts with one of my most favorite musical numbers which is everything's a drum and it it's just it, if that sums up the three of them in one song so i cannot emphasize it enough go and watch auntie donna's big old house of fun right it's such i will a brilliant, do i will do now, there was a casting announcement made by none other than Google this week. Interesting. Now, if you type oh, in Doctor Strange 2, yeah. you have. If you type in Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness, a couple of names appear on Google's cast list that people have been uh, th- theorizing about for many months. And that is, of course, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire and ryan reynolds yeah which suggests to ryan us, reynolds was the surprise to me yeah ryan reynolds was surprised so that suggests obviously that we will be seeing the spider-man's previous and the deadpool previous <laughs> what's your thoughts on this mate what's your thoughts well i think uh, i'm treating Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield as gospel. I think yeah. that's happening. Yeah, I think that's hundred. I think that's hundred percent. Yeah. And I don't. I don't think them being cagey about it mm-hmm. would is is necessarily the way to go. I think if they were to announce tomorrow that they were in it, hundred percent. I mean, obviously the internet would go mad. Yeah, bananas. It would go absolutely bananas. And I don't think it would lessen the impact of seeing them on screen. No, of course it wouldn't. Of course it wouldn't. I think excitement levels, I think the hype train would maintain speed right up to release, like regardless. So, so what really are they doing in the trailers? Would. Are they going to be in the trailers then, do you think? What do you think about that? Because obviously we've got Spider-Man 3 and we've got Doctor Strange 2. Do you think we'll see either either? I think they'll definitely. I the think they'll definitely be in the trailers. Because I, I think... think so. Yes, because I think if they're not in the trailers, it sort of it speaks to maybe how important a, a how important a role they are. Because I think what the fans mm. would want, certainly what I would want, is for them to have quite large parts. 
yeah, in the narrative in the narrative that's a of that really film. good it's a really good point you make and if yeah. they're not in the trailer it's sort of suggesting that maybe they're not and they're just maybe cameos now cameos. of course they could still be that if they are in the trailer you know marvel has burned us with trailers in the past yeah giving us giving us red herrings but i, I think... quite like all the red herrings they put in the trailers i like it i like yeah. the, the fact that they keep the mystery I, I think it's really good no it is good it, it is good but i think they should be in the trailers and i think it would drive it would make people rabid to go and see it mm. i i like the ideas you said that you were touching on there and i want to kind of dive into it more and i guess we're talking about dr strange 2 and spider-man 3 as a conglomerate but because it's the idea of the multiverse is probably going to appear in both of those movies yeah. or it's probably going to leak over a little bit of one division two perchance. Yeah. But we, you, you touched on the point there, which I've heard a couple of people say, which is I don't want them just to appear at the end or in a brief cameo. Yeah. I want them. And I'm sure you do too. I, as you just said, I want them to be integral to the story. Yes. I want them to be, uh, linchpin of whatever story's going on and i want them to be fully fleshed out yeah and and I, I want one of them to die oh you think yeah yeah you want one of the spider-mans be... to die because think it because think about it it's got to be toby Maguire then isn't it Ooh, not andrew necessarily garfield. people like andrew garfield i like andrew garfield i like well, his spider-man it's not gonna be tom holland then is it no <laughs> well, it could point. Be. well it could be because then it could have miles morales possibly the, i i don't think i would like that i want i want tom holland for years to come i want yeah. miles morales as well i think i would yeah. really like big screen we miles will get morales, both of them yeah we will get miles morales i want i i want a lot more tom holland i've not nearly had my fill of no. um tom holland spider-man yet but i think if they were to actively kill off toby Maguire or andrew garfield that would pack a punch to yeah. say the least well there's also potentially going to be inclusions of emma stone as spider gwen Spider-Gwen, yeah. Yeah, there's also potential. I've, I've read that somewhere. Uh, no, I, I just think that... I just think this is a really interesting... Uh, I, I don't I think care really about any of it as long as there's loads of J.K. Simmons as John Jonah yeah, Jameson. Yeah, exactly. And there will That's be. That's the you know only thing be. I care about. <laughs> now, do you want to literally pivot on to Deadpool? Because this one's yes. been talked to death about the fact that, you know, Deadpool could appear. I, that would be a weird juxtaposition, seeing Deadpool and Doctor Strange in a film together. But obviously, it could happen. Like, it, it absolutely just could happen. Yeah. That there's, there's, no, there's no getting around it that this conversation of do we start bringing them in because obviously it's pretty plain to see that we haven't even seen the multiverse in the mcu yet but we know that that's probably going to be how they're bringing the x-men in and i stand by that i think they're going to show that actually in another alternative reality it's the x-men instead of the avengers and it was the x-men that, that defeated thanos not the avengers i right. stand by that that's i mean that's i'm still true. saying that's a massive stretch but i think it's I I, I give you, in my head. I give you like all the permission in the world to be the most smug you have ever been <laughs> in, in anything if that turns out but if that not, turns out to be true. But it's not fun if you give me permission to be smug. That defeats the purpose of it. Yeah, but Callum, you're so smug that you're not gonna care. You're not gonna care. In the in the moment, your your psyche is actually gonna make you forget that I that I've been stealing myself up for this and you're still gonna be like, I bloody told you so. It's because I am the you king. know it's because you know I'm right. But don't you love it when like the most obvious easter egg in a film happens on screen when we're in the cinema together and i lean over and whisper it in your ear yeah <laughs> that's arguably the best joke that i do to you yeah i hate it 
so in Deadpool too. Yeah. Just so you know, that was actually Brad Pitt that, that was shocked to death there. That he, he was paid. Oh, I saw it. I saw you literally. You lost the plot. It made do you know that what one. though? Do you know what's? Do you know what's? <laughs> you know what's really really funny is that you imagine that I still have these. The, these reactions yeah, it's that I care that, that I care at the same level that you want me to care and you just imagine that it happens every single time it's funny to me that you're so pedantic in my head <laughs> my interpretation of you is this there's this pedantic angsty mess I know and I've not sits. I've not been like that I mean that came from somewhere you, like you I'm big enough well. to admit that that came from somewhere <laughs> but it's not existed for years didn't even for, ask you to do that but you admitted it. Yeah. I want you I want you to when cinema's open again to go to the cinema with me and have a little sign that holds up to every time something happens on screen, you just hold it up and it goes, I know, I was I saw it too. I'm watching the same thing as you. <laughs> oh my dear. I'm, I'm never gonna but stop I, doing it. Yeah. But on on the subject of on the subject of cinemas opening up. You know, well, we've just done as of now, the last released DC EU movie. Yeah, we have. We've just yeah. we've just talked about it, obviously. And actually, if if things were on track by now, we would have well, we would have long had uh, Wonder Woman eighty four. Eighty four, yeah. And you know, would we have anything else? Was there anything else on the DC um, release slate? I'm not sure, but um, we have finished for now. But I think you can be sure that we'll do Wonder Woman eighty four when it comes out. I'd like to. And I also think that actually there's a very good chance that the next one could be the Snyder Cut. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be late 2021, though. Yeah, I know, but God still, knows what's going to happen so next year, mate. That. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 2021 I, is just very as much, much looking, of a mystery. I am very much looking forward to the Snyder Cut, though. It's going to be yes. very, very fun. It is going to be good. I did have one more thing I was going to talk All about, right, go about on. on Netflix. Should I do it or should we wait till next week? Nah, let's wait till next week. That was a wait nice till next week. That's fine. Yeah, fine. That was a little nice teaser. Little, um, jumping off point. What I'll do is I'll tell you to watch it and then we can talk about it together in moving forward next Fair week. Fair enough. I know you'll quite enjoy. Okay. But what do they have to do now? Got to get yourselves onto the Apple Podcasts app. Give us a cheeky yeah. little five-star rating and perchance a review. We love reviews. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to leave us a review, you can tell us what your favorite movie is or maybe what your favorite movie soundtrack is. Any and all engagement, we love it. You can also find us on Spotify and lots of other places where you like to listen to your podcast as well. And if you want to get in touch more directly with the show, like many people have, you can email us at motionspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on the gram. We're there. We'll be posting stuff regularly into terms of what we are listening. And as Alex says, you can leave a lovely, lovely review, just like one that, um, that uh, Peter actually wrote. Now, this was a really nice one, actually, Peter wrote. Uh, this one is uh, tenderizing. Mechanical tenderizing, such as pounding or piercing. The tenderization that occurs through cooking, such as braising. Tenderizing in the forms of natural occurring enzymes, which can be added to food if by co before cooking. Or marinating your meat with vinegar, wine, lemon juice, buttermilk, or yogurt. And uh, Pete, so Peter's obviously listened to the show for quite a while. And I just wanted it on a personal note. I think that was a really beautiful five-star review that you left for us um and obviously peter's written in a couple of times peter was the one that suggested pitch perfect and peter I... where did you get a hold of the copy of our mission statement <laughs> it's uncanny
like word for word. <laughs> that was really funny. That tickled me. Uh, also, just as a little point, we, Alex and I, we, we've noticed that you guys are really enjoying us. We, the listenership is growing exponentially, continuing. We are the rash that keeps on giving. Uh, and I'm going to do a little <laughs> special shout out to a city, which I was so surprised with. So we, we decided that on our, on our uh, platform, we decided to up the analytics count because we wanted to see inside of your homes and see what you do when you stop listening and see where you sleep and where you eat. Because that's the amount of information that we get from the analytics of this show. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm going to say a big shout out to a city in Western America, San Jose, because that one has topped the list for the most amount of podcasts. San Jose represent. If you're in San Jose, we're talking to you. Get in touch. We want to hear from you. We want to hear about your life in San Jose, what you get up to, because we were shocked as to how do people there listen to us. And we love that. Yeah. A city that neither of us have ever been to. No, we have. I've been to San Diego. It's not a city. It's not the same city, though, is it? It's not the same one. They're, they're not even close to each other. They're not even close to each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> Amazing. What a fantastic way to end the show. Yeah. Uh, see everyone. <laughs> yeah. What an anticlimax. <laughs> anyway, do your dance. Do your dance. That you do my dance. Do at the end. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that. A grown man. A grown man. <laughs> And you've got something on your finger. What's on your finger? Oh, it's Is that a the, plastic. No, no, no. It's the it's it's something I play with when when we're podcasting. It's the it's the little piece of velcro that goes around the cable that attaches the mic to the computer. See you next week, everyone. All right, guys. Ta ta. <laughs>